1: Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com.
2: And welcome to Overnight America. Watching uh, social media. And not watching the TV tonight. I have I watched zero minutes of the Super Bowl, zero minutes. I have seen a couple of people bring it up on social media, mostly because of the antics that happened later. But you probably heard there with CBS News, and maybe you even watched it or listened to it for yourself. Looks like the Tom Brady fandom continues, and he gets his seventh Super Bowl ring. Pretty exciting. For Tom Brady and congratulations to him. Pretty awesome to see that. Too bad for Kansas City. I know there's a lot of Kansas City Chiefs fans that listen to this. Um, I, you know, in a way, I really didn't mind anyway. Wh- either way, it was almost. It would be nice to see Kansas City win another one, and it would also be nice to see the people that hate Tom Brady also be disappointed. Uh, mostly because they look at him and his ability to be a charming and not really want to play this politics stuff all the time, and just want to be a football player, and they get upset because he's not doing his thing, uh, their thing, or whatever it may be. So good for Tom Brady, and congrats to him. Now, I think the greatest quarterback of all time. But if you watch the Super Bowl tonight, if you want to give me a recap, tell me what I missed. Was How was the halftime show? How were the commercials? Was it any good? Was it an exciting game? If you want to give me just a couple of minutes so I sound informed, that would be nice. Then when someone asks me about it, I can just say, oh, yeah, it was. And then I'll know. So if you have that, that'd be great. 314-436-7900. Also live at 800-925-1120. I'm watching the text message stream. So I wanted to play this, and I saw this started to uh, flash on social media from the different coverage that is out there even though the Buccaneers dominated the Kansas City Chiefs for the most part, some say it was an entertaining part of the second half when this happened
1: And down 20 503 to go someone has run on the field some guy with a brawl. and now he's not being chased he's running down the middle of the 40. arms in the air and a victory salute. He's pulling down his pants. Put up your pants, my man. Pull up those pants. He's being chased to the 30. He breaks a tackle from a security guard, the 20, down the middle, the 10, the five. He slides at the one and they converge on him at the goal line. Pull up your pants, take off the bra and be a man. (laughs) And the players with hands on hips at the other end of the field are looking at him and shaking their head and saying, why oh why? Is this taking place in a Super Bowl?
2: Why, oh why,
1: <laughs> is this taking place
2: in a Super Bowl? That's what they say. So I think that was part of the um, uh, part of the the interesting things that most people witnessed. Now I will say this: I was online and I saw a picture posted from WEEI in Boston. It was a dude holding up a sign. If you give me your extra ticket, I promise I'll streak the field in the fourth. Now I'm looking at the picture of that guy holding the sign. They're wearing different shoes. So not the same. Uh, One has facial hair. The other one doesn't. So I don't think it's the same person, but man, wouldn't that be a payoff? I think that was from Westwood one. And part of the fun that happens at some points with radio broadcaster Kevin Harlan calling that one, he wasn't the only one. Honestly, I mean the BBC was watching this too, and they had their own version of a broadcast.
3: Patrick Mahomes, I got a second, Vernon. We have a, an intruder on the field. Which I, Uh-oh. I, th- this is the last place I would go. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to run anywhere like that, I mean the last place you'd go is buy a load of American footballers in helmets and shoulder pads. Well, let's be honest. Uh, uh, you drive, you you run
1: past the team who are angry, they're annoyed, they're upset.
3: Yeah, there's, there's some great footage, if you can find it, of a fellow who ran onto the field yeah. during a, a Bears game back in the day.
2: That was it, and they moved on. That's all the BBC decided to talk about it. Oh, this is the wrong place to be hopping on the field here. I'll tell you that you got a lot better coverage with uh, Kevin Harlan there easily.
1: Pull up your pants, take off the bra and be a man! <laughs>
2: All right. So if you want to uh, give me a wrap of how the Super Bowl went, you know, how was the game? How was the halftime show? How were the commercials? If you just want to, you know, help me out so I can at least stay on topic or at least know a little bit about what's going on, go ahead and help me because I watched zero minutes of it tonight and I missed zero minutes. 314 436 7900. We'll take a break and I'll tell you a story that happened here over the weekend in the house that I'm not too happy about. If you followed me on Facebook Live earlier today, you already know this story, but we're going to talk about it anyway. It's Overnight America KMOX. Listening to KMOX has never been easier.
1: Siri, play KMOX.
2: Looking at this text message online, it says the commercials were generally better this year. My favorite was the Tide commercial. Not used to uh, hearing that. Yikes. All right, so 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. Uh, that bumper music sounded like that was the karaoke version <laughs> of a song. I just caught that. So I was had to look that up real quick, the Tide commercial. So it's Jason Alexander who was on Seinfeld and he played a sweater. I don't know. Maybe someone could tell me why that was funny. But then again. I don't feel like I missed out on anything, honestly. I see the social media posts. I wonder how the ratings will be. Uh, The weekend was the halftime show, and apparently it created some nice meme opportunity of him getting lost in a thing of mirrors or whatever. Don't know a whole lot about it, but then again, all I know is uh, Tom Brady, Super Bowl champion yet again. Pretty amazing for him to switch teams like that and be able to do it puts him at the top of the list, best quarterback of all time in the league. I think a lot of people realize greatest of all time when it comes to that position, easy. Now, I don't know, you can argue some other positions too, but still, at that position, pretty amazing. So I wanted to talk about what happened in the house earlier yesterday. And I was, let's see, I was at the computer in our living room. Can we have a kind of like a side area off the kitchen? And my wife was just walking towards the kitchen and she called me over. She needed an extra hand to get something. So she was holding the baby. And as I walk into the kitchen, out of the corner of my eye, see it on the ceiling. It happened again. It happened again. A stupid bat got in the house. Now, in this case, we were a little bit more prepared because we knew, okay, well, it happened before. I knew what I did last time to get the thing out. So I'm just going to do the same thing, and I'll get this stupid bat out of the house. So I round up the family, and I say, all right, get in the bedroom, close the doors, all right? You're going to lock yourself in there. I'm going to take care of this while this bat's in the house. My son was in the basement. I yelled, get upstairs, get in your room. There's a bat in the house. So he comes stomping up the stairs. I try to um, figure out, okay, how am I going to do this? I run to the back. While he's running upstairs, my wife's getting the kid in the nursery and they're going to go hunker down in there. I open up the back door to say, "Okay, maybe I'll get lucky in this battle fly out. And when I run back over, they're finally getting in. I'm grabbing the dog and getting the dog in the bedroom because I don't want the dog to run out the front door. So as soon as the dog's out the front door or excuse me, as soon as the uh, dog's in the bedroom, I open up the front door and I got both doors open. But the mystery is the bat's gone. Can't find the thing now. So I'm looking around, and I'm thinking, where is this bat? Did it fly out the door? I guess it could, but no. This Maybe it did, but I didn't see it. I haven't seen it since it did the one flyover, and I don't know what happened after that. And I'm looking for this thing everywhere. So eventually, it, it's so cold outside. Last night, just like the last previous nights, it's terribly cold, you know, 10 degrees, if that. And I have the doors open and I can't find this bat. So I said, all right, I got to close the doors because if I see it again, I'll open it back up, but I'm going to close it for now. So I close them up and I start hunting for this thing. Well, my wife, son, kid, and dog are locked in the bedroom. I got my trusty broom. My goal was to try to bat this thing out of the air and then pin it on the ground long enough to capture it and then get it outside and get it out of my house. I'm walking around the house and I'm trying to find this thing and I don't see it. It's not flying. It's not parked anywhere. So for the next hour, hour, I go everywhere in the house with my broom and I'm banging on things. I'm looking at things. Uh, I'm looking at every place I think a bat would be. I'm looking at the curtains. I'm looking above every behind pictures, under furniture, on top of furniture, I'm looking, uh, you know, I'm knocking things over. I'm everywhere. I'm banging on the the drapes, the um, dr- uh, the curtain, uh, the, the blinds. I'm getting all of our coats. I'm shaking everything up. I'm doing everything I can to try to find this thing. Nothing. And an hour passed, so I grab a flashlight and I start walking around the basement. I'm like, okay, maybe it came down here and it's hiding somewhere. And I looked everywhere I could, every rafter every spot where I think it would be, nowhere. So here's a couple of things that I think may have happened. Bat landed somewhere, and I learned that bats hibernate, and they only fly for short spurts when it's this cold. And even if that's the case, they don't like to go outside or fly when it's under 50 degrees. So that's when hibernation starts to kick in, and you start to see them less and less. And they normally fly at dusk. So you start to see most of their activity happening at that point. And albeit it was exactly at dusk when the bat flew into the house. So I there had to have been something to it. I'm going around the house for another hour on top of this, and I can't find anything. So now I'm sitting in the dark in my living room. I turned the lights down in hopes to try to coax this thing To start moving again. You know, if it's scared because there's so many lights and it doesn't want to fly because of it, I thought, you know what? I'm going to make it friendly for this bat to start getting up and going. Still can't find this thing anywhere. Thinking, oh, great. Ah, great. If I were to try to put a Vegas odds on this thing, 70% chance the bat's just hiding somewhere and I can't find it. Uh, 30% chance it left. As in, it either went back into where it came from or it went out a door and I didn't see it, but I think the odds are it's hiding somewhere. Maybe if I'm lucky, it's still in it. Like it flew back up and it was in the attic or something like that, and it's just going to sit there because it's so cold. Looking everywhere for this thing. So today comes around, uh, my son, of course, all worked up. We had him sleep in our bedroom last night. We don't allow our kid to sleep in our bedroom. It was something that other parents told us. They said, "Don't you dare start that habit." The moment you start something like that, you'll regret it. You'll regret it. And because of that, we never allowed it. He likes his own room. He likes his own bed. He likes his own space. And we like it too. But we made an exception. We said, we we just want to do that. So he slept with us last night, which was fine. Except, you know, he moves around a lot and kicks you. And there's not a ton of space. But still, he felt more comfortable and Today, he's sleeping in his own bed, which is nice. But no bat. Woke up in the morning, did the same look around, no bat. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe this bat really did leave. Maybe it's 60-40. 60, it's hiding somewhere and I can't find it. 40% it actually did leave or go back to where it came from. And that would be great. Called um, someone here on this station. He advertises, and they advertise, I should say, on Charlie Brennan's show because I messaged Charlie and said, hey, uh, Rottler, yeah, I hear you talking about them. Can you hook me up? <laughs> and he said, sure, here's the number. So I gave them a call. They can't come out till Tuesday morning. Oh, Tuesday morning. So I thought to myself, this could be good or bad. Uh, good, because we nothing could happen between now and then. It's going to stay cold. I mean, I can go look at the forecast here and tell you that we're going to have some flurries tonight. Uh, we saw some of that, I should say. Cloudy and quite cold again, with only a high of 29 on your Monday, t- high of 25 on your Tuesday Wednesday and Thursday, 25 and 20. So it's going to be super cold. So the way it is cold outside, you're not going to see this bat moving around too much. And I later found out if a bat at this time of year comes in, bad, bad sign. Don't like that, but it's a bad sign because it means that they're probably hiding in your attic or something. And there's probably more because if they're hibernating and they're moving, it means they're probably multiples one, you know, multiple bats hibernating. So, it's probably in your attic. And then one found your way in the house. I'm thinking, Oh no, 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 not good. I have to know for sure. I can't wait until Tuesday morning thinking there's a colony of bats. Like it's the bat cave up there. And it's like those horror movies where they, you know, light a match or whatever onto a lantern. And as soon as they get light in the cave, there's a million bats there and they all start flying like crazy. I don't want none of that going on in my house. I don't want a stampede of bats coming through flying around having themselves a good old time like it's a NASCAR race, you know, just flying around in circles. So I came up with this idea. This was my idea. took my cell phone and I put it on a phone tripod and I taped it to the end of a broomstick and I am taped it up. And then I'm going to stick this broom handle up into my attic space where there's the little, you know, service door in the house. And I'm just going to do a little peek and I'm going to stick it up there just enough, you know, to get it up, do a 360 and see if I can see anything. And that's what I was going to do. So I am getting the family. I'm like, all right, get back in the room, close the door. It's just going to be me out here in case uh, something flies out. And scares me like a jump scare. At least you won't be around for it and, you know, be safer that way. Tape up the phone, get it on the stick and hit record, turn the flashlight on it and stick it up. So I finally get the door and I'm trying to get this stick up there and I'm looking through the little crack. And as I'm looking through the little crack, I see nothing, which is a good sign. (laughs) You thought that was going to go a different direction. So I get the stick up there and I'm thinking, what happens if a bat actually does fly down here? Do I abandon my phone? What do I do? Cause do I just like drop it real quick? Do I try to suck it, the phone back down through the hole and make sure the you know, the space is clean or whatever. So it doesn't try to get through. What do I do? It, just like, okay, I'm just going to have to do this. I got to suck it up. I got to get through there. Kind of like what Kevin Harlan would say,
1: pull up your pants, take off the bra and be a man.
2: Yep. And that's exactly what I did. Just exactly what Kevin Harlan recommended. So I put the phone up through the crawl space and get it up there, do a 360, bring it back down, put the little hatch back in. And then I want to analyze the video, looking at the video. um, I didn't see anything out of line. Excuse me, But the problem is, it's only a little tiny flashlight on a phone. It's not meant to light up an entire attic space. So I can only see half the attic. If it's on the other side of the attic, can't see it. I mean, there could be something over there. But the good thing is, the parts I could see, I didn't see any bat droppings. I didn't see any bats. I didn't see anything out of the ordinary. I didn't see any wetness or anything like that. Everything's still dry up there. And the one spot where I think they would get in... It was still wired shut. Um, what I did is I took a uh, like a screen, but a metal screen. It was like aluminum metal screen, so it was a tough screen. It would be very difficult for a rodent or a bat or something to get through this. And I stapled it up over the hole where the air intake would come, like the peak vent. And that was good. Okay, didn't wasn't wasn't damaged, wasn't down, wasn't looked like someone made it way through it, and I couldn't see anything all the way around. And there was no indication there was anything anywhere there. So I'm like, okay, it's a good sign. Maybe there's not a bat cave up there. Maybe it's not all over the place. I couldn't hear anything, couldn't see anything. Good news. Um, That's where I'm at right now. Today, I thought, what if the bat tries to make it to day two? Like it's dusk and it's hungry again and it's aggravated and it wants out of the house. So I did a Facebook Live video. You can actually go to my Facebook page, Ryan Wrecker Radio, and see this video for yourself. It's sitting right up there. And I thought, well, if they came around 545 on Saturday, about 515-ish or so, I sent the family into the room, had them (laughs) quarantine like it's uh, their own thing. And I hopped onto Facebook Live onto Ryan Wrecker Radio, and I did a live video stream saying, okay, Here's what happened. I explained the vid, uh, what happened before. And for an hour, I sat there waiting to see if anything would move. And you know what? Nothing did. So either this bat is still in hibernation mode and hiding or it left. And I'm starting to feel better that, it's a, you know, maybe it just went back up to where it came. And it's sitting up in the attic and it's going to stay there. And I'm thinking, okay, wait till uh, the uh, pest control gets here. I'll let them take care of it. I'll let them deal with it. Best case scenario, they go up there and tell me they don't see any colony. They don't see any droppings. It doesn't look like there's any bats living up there. I went on Amazon. I ordered some things that are bat repellents. They said mothballs help. I bought a couple of those uh, sonar things or whatever, the bat repellents that put off like a high-frequency pitch. Uh, So I I bought a couple of those to make it uncomfortable. If any bats are there or they find their way in there, they'll find it uncomfortable enough where they'll leave the same way they came in. That'll be good. Either that or it'll aggravate them so much, I'll hear them flying around like crazy, and then I'll be scared because then I'll think, oh, great. Now they're going to find a way in the house. But uh, that's where we're at right now. Another bat catastrophe inside of our house. I'm getting tired of it. Don't want it anymore. anymore. Um, some person texted in Ryan Mark Reardon has a bat guy that lives in Alton. Is St. Louis just a, a notorious bat place? Because... I've lived in places before. I've never had this issue with bats before, and a lot of people have. Charlie Brennan said his house had bats one time. I'm guessing that people listening here have had bats. And you know what? When I did the Facebook Live, so many people told me they had the same thing happen to them. Bat come in the house. 314-436-7900. And if you want to see that Facebook Live video, it is online if you are just interested. But I'm hoping that by Tuesday morning and then by Tuesday night, I'll have a better story for you of getting rid of this thing. All right. So a couple of things I wanted to get to. Did Drew Carey predict the Super Bowl? Well, they did something on the prices Right. I'll play that for you. And Joe Biden did an interview with CBS before the game, and they've aired some of the interview, not the whole thing that I've seen, at least online. They've done some clips online. Um, I think it may have done on air most of it, but I'll play some of it for you. And you'll kind of see the questions that CBS decided to throw at Joe Biden and also an update on the stimulus. We'll get to that. Coming up to you, In Your Weather next on Overnight America KMOX. Hey, welcome back to Overnight America. Yeah, I, um, I'm i here and I keep an ear out and I still haven't found that bat. I, I think that the likelihood of the bat has left the building seems to be growing, but nonetheless... I have a heightened awareness, and my wife keeps telling me, "Stop looking at the ceiling. You're making me nervous." <laughs> so I'm like waiting for this thing to show back up. I can't wait for the uh, pest control to get here. Uh, let's go to Tom, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America.
4: Good evening, Ryan. Uh, I don't Hi. mean to scare the bejesus out of you, but um, you know, there's, I guess, some humor in the situation you're talking about, but also these bats can be some nasty business uh, in regard to rabies. Um, you know, rabies is uh, 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 100% uh, fatal if it's let go. Uh, that that uh, will travel up the nerve ganglion to your brain and cause swelling of the brain and encephalitis. And I, like you, believe that uh, radio is theater of the mind. If you get a chance, there's a program called Radio Lab. It's by Jad mm-hmm. Applerod and Robert Krolwich. Krolwich used to be with either ABC or NBC. He was a reporter. But there's an hour-long program on there about this young lady. I think she was like maybe 10 or 11. She was a soccer player. She was at church, and this bat was on the ground. She didn't know what it was. Just a curious kid went over oh, yeah. there to pick it up, and it bit her. And Oh, yeah. That kid, that kid went through... Uh, I mean, she was in a coma and all this crazy stuff. You listen to that program, and it'll give you a different appreciation for for the (laughs) bats.
2: Yeah, no kidding. You know, it's so rare. I mean, if you look at the the, the amount of time someone's bit by a bat each year, because, I, you know, I looked at everything. I watched the videos online. Uh, how do you find? How do you track? What do you look for? I mean, I was looking for everything. I walked the house to see if I could find an entry point. Apparently, bats are super, super greasy. So if they find a entry hole and they've used it multiple times, there's probably like this soot stuff that's around it because it's they're just greasy and they would wipe off or whatever when they're trying to get through. Yeah, oil, I don't think they need very much small. of a
4: point of entry to get in.
2: Not at all. It's a very small entry. It's probably the you, know, size of a quarter. But or if something. you do get a chance,
4: or, check that sh- check that hour long show out. Uh, like I said, it was you know, it was uh spellbinding. We'll put it that way.
2: Have a good yeah, night. I'll, I'll, thanks, Tom. Yeah, I'll, I'll take a look. And it's a lot of it has to do with people coming in contact with bats And as long as you don't come in contact with it, you're pretty good. They tell you that if you believe you came in contact with the bat, you hold on to the bat, you don't let it go, and then you get it tested. Um, It's probably better for it to to happen that way. But I was looking online, and again, I was looking at everything online. It is extremely rare to contract rabies in the United States anymore. And I I just did a quick little Google search while Tom was talking about it. From 1997 to 2006, there were 17 total cases. So in about a 10 year span, there was 17 total cases of rabies associated with bats. Sometimes it's, you know, kid picks it up off the ground. Sometimes it's an adult, there's one in the house or whatever it is. We, um, as soon as that bat started going, we made our bedrooms and bathrooms and all of that. We closed every door that could be closed and we kept them closed. It was like a quarantine safe space. So if the bat is in the house, it is not in the rooms where we sleep and we keep these things closed uh, 24-7 now and in and out, you know, when we put it in and out. So if anything, it's still in the house somewhere and I can't find it if it's here at all. But um I think I'll have a better indication if they come out, Rottler comes out and they're doing that on Tuesday morning. If they go up in the attic and they say, OK, we see bat droppings up here or there's a lot of it, things like that. I um. I, you know, I'll get the work done. I'm just going to have to, to, to try to find this thing. If there's nothing up there, no indication of it being in the attic, maybe it's just a rogue stray bat came in and out real quick. And it left the house without me seeing it. And I'm just going to have to live with that in the back of my mind forever. Oh, let's go to Mike. Who's calling in. Welcome to overnight America. This Mike. Hi. Yep. Hey Mike, go ahead.
5: Hey, uh, how you doing? Uh, Listen, I've had them in my house before. I live on South City, and Mm -hmm. I now keep a tennis racket on the back porch right outside my back door. And all you can do is turn the lights on. And about six of them I've gotten with a good overhand with the tennis racket, and I thought I'd killed them. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But I trapped them, and I picked them up with with the uh, dustpan and threw them outside the back door. And the next morning they were gone. So I don't know if a critter got them, or if they were just stunned. But if you don't don't look up to see where they're coming in, look down because before they enter, they they will relieve themselves. So go to the bathroom, and you can look on the ground, and you can see little bitty bird there, looks like bird doo doo on the ground. And then if you look up at that point, that's that's going to be their entry point. Because I had a guy from uh, Rottler up the street yep. and I asked him about the bass, and he showed me. He goes,
2: well, his- oh, I see. Oh, Mike, you cut out there for a second. Are you still there? Uh, looks like Mike's, Mike's call dropped. Yeah. I'm going to have to find that. And I walked the house. I mean, I looked everywhere. I walked the house. I, I have to look and do a quick picture. I thought it looked more like less like bird droppings and more like a mouse dropping or something. Uh, let me take a look. A quick uh, Google search. Yeah. See, when I search for it, it looks more like mouse droppings. And there's a lot of them if it's in a colony or sense, I, You know, I haven't seen them around. Actually, that's a really good point. Maybe they'll find some stuff in my attic. Who knows? And if that's the case, if they find an entry point, I'll be happy because then I'll be able to close up that entry point or they can put a trap on it or whatever it is apparently what you're supposed to do is put some sort of like netting on the outside of your house where that entry point is. So when the bats try to leave to eat, like they want to go out and go get mosquitoes or whatever it is, they kind of go through that entry point and then they shimmy their way down this net where it's open on the bottom and fly out. But when they come back in, they'll try to go to that main entrance point and the net will block them. And they're not smart enough to go down, open up the net and like, jimmy their way back up so that's how you're supposed to do it you know naturally they leave and they find another place to go and the whole idea is for you to fortify your area so they don't come back a lot of what my plan is when they go up there is to i got the mothballs they said they hate the smell of mothballs so i'm going to put those up in the attic and i'm also going to install i'm going to go up on the roof and i'm going to put these little sonar things that apparently get them out like they don't like the sound of this thing it's, it's but the thing is it's outside so it won't bother me it won't bother the neighbors or anything like that it's not like it's inside the house so i'm gonna give that a try and apparently there's a light that blinks if it's a motion sensor so if it, you know something that's flying up there hopefully it doesn't disturb any of the neighbors you know they get a flashy light in their face every time uh, a car drives by and it you know shines a light on the side of the house or whatever but i feel like that'll be good well thanks for that call mike I'm a little, um, I just want to get it done. I just want to know for certainty everything's good. You know what it makes me want to do? It makes me want to go through my house, and it makes me want to clean out and throw everything away. feels like spring training is going to come early, and I'm going to have to do it with gloves and to make sure I don't find a bat hanging in you know, a box somewhere. That's what the last thing I want to happen. Uh, 314-436-7900. See, look at that. More calls on bats than the Super Bowl. That makes sense to me. Did Drew Carey predict it? Um, Apparently, The Price is Right did a prediction beforehand. I'll play that for you. We'll see if Drew Carey got it right. And Joe Biden did an interview with CBS before the game, too. We can do some of that on Overnight America KMOX.
4: Now back to Overnight America on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com.
2: Welcome back. All right, Overnight America. I wanted to play this Drew Carey thing for you. Did he predict the winner of the Super Bowl? I'm going to play his prediction. This was from The Price is Right. He's the host of The Price is Right. And if you haven't seen what Drew Carey looks like lately, definitely he's gone through some physical changes in the sense that he's not the big dude he used to be in the 90s when he was doing his TV show for ABC. And he's He has his hair, he slicks it back, and he's got these goggle glasses that almost look like the uh, rec specs that Someone in if you did like recreational sports would kind of wear, or they, it looks like safety glasses, like you're gonna go to work in the shop. You got some woodworking to do, and you're like, okay, never forget your safety glasses. And it, it's kind of like that. And it's like, oh man, this is a this is a new look. Drew Carey on the price is right. Let's see if he predicts the Super Bowl. We're gonna
0: play some Plinko and let the Plinko chips decide who the winner is gonna be. All right, here we go. I'm gonna drop these. We have the teams down at the bottom. Here we go. That's how you drop a flinko chip, by the way.
2: He's, like, lecturing people how to do this correctly.
0: Tampa Bay.
2: Okay, that's the first one down.
0: One for Tampa Bay.
2: Now, you know who won, right?
0: Thanks, Manuela. Okay. Here's this next one. Down the middle. Kansas City.
2: Ooh, one for Kansas City, one for Tampa Bay.
0: By the way, we have the... The middle is blocked off, so it can't land on the middle because the uh, the trophy is there. But believe me, if the middle wasn't blocked off, i would been hitting ten grand every single time.
2: He's giving a tip to anyone that plays plinko, you put it right down the middle, but you back it up a little before you drop it.
0: Kansas City.
2: Okay, Kansas City two.
0: Uh,
2: is Tampa gonna tie it?
0: As a Browns fan, I have a bone to pick with Kansas City, but. Kansas City. There's three for Kansas City. I'll do this last one just for the heck of it.
2: All right. Kansas City's a winner.
0: Whoa! KC all the way.
2: All right. So Price is Right. Price is Right said, okay, I can predict this with some Plinko. I'm going to drop these Plinko chips. And, oh, it turns out Kansas City's going to win it. Final score. In the Super Bowl, Tampa Bay Buccaneers 31, Kansas City Chiefs nine. <laughs> Not quite. It was pretty close after the first quarter. Seven to three Tampa was up. Then at the end of the second quarter at halftime, it was fourteen to three. And then, or no, I guess that'd be twenty one to six, excuse me. So total between the two. And then the the, the gap kept growing. Fourth quarter. Nothing exciting happening up until someone decided to run on the field. And that was exciting.
1: Down 20, 5.03 to go. Someone has run on the field. Some guy with a brawl. And now he's not being chased. He's running down the middle of the 40. Arms in the air and a victory salute. He's pulling down his pants. Put up your pants, my man. Pull up those pants.
2: (laughs) Pull up those pants, my man. Pull up those pants. Yeah, I don't know if it was quite a streaking situation. I don't think he actually showed anything that would have got him arrested outside of, you know, in public or anything like that. But still, yeah, I'm sure he's in some serious trouble. How does that happen, really, at the Super Bowl? Isn't there enough security to prevent something like that from happening? Doesn't that surprise you? Honestly, if, if we're living in a time where this is the supposedly biggest game of the year, how in the world do they not have enough security to properly make sure that doesn't happen? It's kind of embarrassing, isn't it? That's pretty embarrassing. All right, so Joe Biden came out and gave an interview for with CBS. Now, CBS is the network that had the game, which means that they are the ones that traditionally would be able to sit down and talk to whoever the president of the United States is, which they did. Here is their interview ahead of Super Bowl. Let's take a listen to this together.
6: This Super Bowl is going to be unlike any other. I mean, about twenty-five thousand fans in yeah. the stands. Do you think a year from now there will be a Super Bowl where you can they can play in front of a full stadium?
3: It's my hope and expectation. If we're able to put it together and make up for all the lost time fighting COVID that's occurred, uh, that we'll be able to watch the Super Bowl uh, with a full stadium. The Super Bowl is just one. Let me take
2: a pause there, mostly because wasn't it the same administration that was going to call Major League Baseball and say, hey, can you delay the start of your season? <laughs> yeah, right. No thanks. Uh, I'll, t- I'll take a no thank you for that one. So, yeah, are, is that, are they going to rely on the White House to dictate what happens next year when it comes to the Super Bowl? Oh, maybe. Let's see if they have a Super Bowl site in mind. Let's see. Super Bowl... Uh, let's see, 2022. It's hard to believe next year's 2022. Los Angeles. Oh boy, good luck with that. As long as Newsom's still in office there, good luck. You know, it might not be up to the White House there. They'll just take it off their hands of the restrictions that are in Los Angeles.
3: The Super Bowl is just one of those great American celebrations and all those house parties, all those things that aren't happening. But God willing, uh, we're going to be, be able to celebrate it all
2: you know even if they don't have a full stadium in los angeles i'm not uh too bad about that i'm not actually sad so wouldn't that be bad for stan kronke wouldn't it actually hurt him if they're expecting all of this additional revenue of people coming to his stadium i wouldn't feel too bad as usual a year
3: from now
6: but there may be some house parties happening
3: oh i'm sure there are i know it's hard it was hard at christmas thanksgiving new year's but, you know, I hope people, if you're watching, be careful. Be careful.
6: People want to know when things are going to get back to normal. Yep. And the road ahead is pretty daunting. To get herd immunity, Dr. Fauci has said, you have to have at least 75% of Americans vaccinated. We did the math. And at the current rate of 1.3 million doses a day, it's going to take almost a year to get there. Can we wait that long?
3: uh, No, we can't. That's why one of the disappointments was when we came into office is the circumstance relating to how- Is he out of breath while he's
2: sitting in a chair stationary while just having a conversation?
3: Is the circumstance relating to how the administration was handling COVID was even more dire than we thought?
6: The Trump administration. The Trump
3: administration. We thought they indicated there was a lot more vaccine available, and it didn't turn out to be the case. So that's why we've ramped up every way we can. I got a call through uh, Commissioner Goodell saying we could have all 32 NFL stadiums available for mass vaccinations. We are...
6: Are you going to use them, NFL stadiums, to vaccinate? Absolutely,
3: we will. I
2: mean... Can you think of anything that... uh, This is something that I always think of when I go to a game. I think, man, this is great. I've never... I love the parking situation. It's easy to get around. It's, oh, it's perfect. I don't have to walk far. Oh, it's just wonderful. It's super convenient for me to be in the stadium right now. Never once have I ever said that inside of a stadium. (laughs) Has anyone ever said that? For me, I would rather go to a spot that's like a drive-through, like you see some of these things. Hey, we'll just poke you, roll your window down. Great. Perfect. Don't have to get out of the car. I want it nice and easy. What I don't want is a hassle. And then what happens? Are they going to charge you 20 bucks to park (laughs) You have to park eight blocks away. This is great because, you know, the senior citizens that they're trying to get vaccinated right now, this is perfect for them because we know that it's easy for them to walk several blocks and they love to go to downtown situations in large stadiums that they have no idea where they're going unattended. Oh, they love these things. I don't know. Maybe the NFL sites aren't the best for this uh, stage right now. Maybe when you're talking about a younger rollout, right? Someone that's under the age of 40 or 50 might be a lot easier for them to do something like that and more appealing. If you say, "Okay, hey, if you go out there, we'll, we'll let you run the 20 yard dash if you really want to go have at it. Um, Okay, so that's part of the interview. Maybe we'll play some of that coming up later in the show. In fact, our friends from Canada are going to join us next hour. I'm sure we'll talk some Super Bowl with them, and they had some interesting thoughts on that. And The Shift tonight is hosted by someone that we've never had on before named John. He's going to join us tonight at a regular time at about 1230. I hope you can join us then. And I've always wanted to know about the polar vortex, which was trending with Canadians earlier today. That's all coming up on Overnight America KMOX.